Welcome to Muller Time, episode 22. Good evening. What's up, brother? How are you doing, Eric? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but maybe it was the uh, 30 minutes we just were talking about a music, unrelated Muller stuff. It's we, all related, but yeah. Yeah, it is It is all related. So on, um, on Sunday, um, President Donald J. Trump, a phrase that I still haven't gotten used to saying. Comrade in chief. Yeah. Uh, it was a momentous day. By the way, Sunday was the, what I read was the 44th anniversary of one of the biggest moments during Watergate. Okay. Uh, it was when, I believe the tapes came out. I'll have to check on that. Uh, the point being that Trump admitted for the first time to a crime. Uh, he admitted to a crime on Twitter. Yeah, but then his lawyer goes on TV and says, that's not a crime. Oh, Jay Sekula. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Giuliani. Oh, I can't, I can't keep track. Yeah, yeah they, they just, these aren't the droids you're looking for. No. Yeah, uh, he admitted to a crime. He also, at the same time, threw his son under the bus. <laughs> his wonderful son. You could, <laughs> my wonderful son. Yeah, his forty-year-old son. <laughs> it's amazing the double standard there. Oh yeah. Yeah, his forty-year-old son threw him under the bus. Yeah, and then he um, committed a uh, witness tampering out in the open. Right, Hope Hicks. Right, Hope Hicks is back. Right, for some unknown reason, Hope Hicks was seen on a plane mm-hmm. with him. And then the tweet came out afterwards. Um, who I don't remember which uh, White House reporter said this on Twitter, but Hope Hicks was seen uh, departing the front steps, the steps that the First Lady and the President go down, where the staffers and press always go down the back steps of Air Force One. Well, no, Hope Hicks, for her uh, witness tampering session, got to use the front steps. The front steps. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't expect that on a Sunday. I, re- I really didn't. Um I guess Mueller never gets to take a day off at all, does he? Oh, he's gonna he, he's gonna earn his days off. He's earning oh, the, he's earning a man. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, after this whole thing is over, that guy should we the taxpayers we should pay for a damn vacation wherever that guy wants to go. Oh, look, he gets a nice salary. He, he's gonna have a very nice vacation. We don't have to worry about. You don't need to start a Mueller GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Mueller vacation GoFundMe. But we we owe him even with what's happened up until right now. Even just stopping right here today, we owe him, everyone owes him a debt of gratitude. I mean, I know he looks at it as a public servant, but the man is a god. You know, we've had some weeks when we start recording the Mueller Time podcast where I've just felt like it's never going to happen and Trump is just going to be president forever. But wow, the past few weeks, he's just been kicking own goal after own goal, giving, yeah. giving Mueller everything he needs. And this weekend especially, and you just ran down all of it. I, my, I'm, my point is, I'm, my confidence is getting back up mm-hmm. that it, Trump's going to go down. Yeah. I want, I've been wanting to play this clip for a while. This is the perfect time. This is just a clip from The Departed, the uh, Martin Scorsese film that I really feel symbolizes what happened on Sunday when he, what he did to his own son. Okay. Here, here, here it is. You're an FBI informant? Are you fucking kidding me? Grow up. Of course I talk to the FBI. <laughs> Do they know who I am? I, I never gave up anybody who wasn't going down anyway. Do they know about me? I know about you, Collie. You know I'd never give you up. You're like a... What, like a son? Yeah, I've just been thinking about that, that scene um, almost since this started. Do they know about me? Yeah. And it's, it's so great because the way, I mean, 
it's a podcast, so you can't see it, but everyone's seen the movie. And Jack, it's so obvious that, of course, they know about him, that he's told the FBI all about him. And he's, <laughs> do they know about me? I'm never going to no. give you up. Yeah, no, no. Rickrolled. Yeah. Shoot, Jack treated him better, actually, than, uh, than you know, the reverse. Yeah, so, well, Don Jr. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I've always been thinking about this. Don Jr., if he was, he's not a man, but if he was, he could, he could turn this around. He could become the biggest hero if he was to flip on his own father. Well, you know, everyone was saying the same thing about Ivanka. She could do the same thing too. Yeah, yeah. There's something about Don, though, the way that he, the, the way he took his, the brunt of his father's rage. I mean, I've read those stories about what Trump did to him. And if, I mean, everybody has. And if he could, imagine if he flips, he would, he could have a life. He could, for the first time, he could actually be a man because he's not a man because he's never, he's not, he's never lived his own life. Yeah. He hasn't, he, he hasn't had to. Nothing. No. Um, but of course he won't because he's, he's a moron. And then he's got the inferior, inferiority complex because Ivanka is daddy's favorite. Yeah. 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 So the Paul Manafort trial, um, <laughs> by the way, another bus, if you heard that bus flying oh, over. Yeah, dude, your ostrich jacket, that thing is so fly. <laughs> yeah, if you um, if you did see those um, tire tracks on Paul Manafort's face, that was from the bus that Rick Gates drove. Oh, yeah. Rick Gates, just oof. You know, I don't understand why these trials aren't, this trial should be televised. Yeah, someone gave it a good, well, I don't know if it's good, but... Um, who on MSNBC was talking about why this one is not televised? Did they really? Yeah, I think Ari Melber had someone on last week talking about it. He was filling in for Rachel all last week. She's been on vacation. So what did he say? I don't remember. That's I'm not prepared. No, Sorry. Just, yeah. no, I'm I'm just I, curious. Look, we, we're seeing all the sketches. Um, something about the level of court that it's in. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm speculating at this point, and that's not a safe thing to do when I when I, I don't know the facts, so I'm not going to speculate. No, well, you you could be president. Yeah. No, but but I mean, I get it if they're you're right. I get it if there's a national security thing. But I'm just honestly curious. It's I I feel like that's probably at the judge's discretion. And this judge sounds like a little bit of a character to say the least. So I I don't know why. But this is a historic trial. I don't know what. Maybe it has something to do with protecting the Mueller investigation. No, you you absolutely could be right. And if that's it, then I'm wholeheartedly yeah. yeah. But uh. So yeah, today, well, in the last couple, so Rick Gates, who was Paul Manafort's right-hand man, uh, testified against him. You know, and actually, even before that, as, as has been evidenced, and you guys already know about, this is a paper trial. So everything's on paper. Mm-hmm. Paul Manafort signed fake tax returns and uh, this and that. They got the account. So even without Rick Gates, Paul Manafort, is his goose is cooked. All right, so Rick Gates, though, he was stating that he was committing these crimes with Manafort. So does that mean Rick Gates has some sort of immunity? Is that what's going on with him? Yeah, no, he has a he has a deal with them. Did we know this before he took the witness stand? I guess we did know that because we did. he was named as one of the prosecution witnesses. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly what his, what his deal is with them, mm-hmm. but basically um, as long as he does what he's supposed to do, he's going to get a, a real sweetheart Dude, deal. Dude, Canary saying today. And the, so Manafort's lawyers are going to use that they were saying that one of the reasons they might not put Gates on the stand is Manafort's lawyers are going to, what you exactly just said, they're going to use that. Well, you know, Mr. Gates, why are you testifying here? You know, because aren't, because you're a crook, right? But basically what the experts were saying was it doesn't matter because it's all there on paper anyway, mm-hmm. signing fake, you know, lying on your loan applications while you need the money, which, be, which begs, the, you know, the, the larger question, 
which we have mentioned numerous times on this podcast, why is Paul Manafort letting this go to trial? Oh, that is a good question. It's all on paper, and he knows that. Paul, by the way, Paul Manafort is obviously he's a smart guy. He's actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, I was he he went to Georgetown Law. Okay. He knows how bad this is. Um. Well, is this better than maybe having to pay off the debts that he has? He has he paid off his debts to uh, the oligarchs yet? Well, maybe it's better than getting a dose of a Novichek. Yeah. When you're, which I think this is that's what this is about. Okay. But it makes you wonder what Rick Gates didn't make the same decision. And he's all mixed up. Now, it was Rick Gates. He, he's walking free. He, he's sleeping in his own bed tonight, right? Yeah, okay. as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, well, he, maybe he wants to go check in anonymously to a hotel yeah. for a little while somewhere. If, if I were Rick Gates, I wouldn't, you know, upon the end of this and after he serves his time, I wouldn't exactly, you know, get a talk show or something. No. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't come to Hollywood. Hmm. Um, how long is the Manafort trial supposed to end? When, when are we going to get a verdict? Do we know that? We don't know, but I think they said... The Manafort trial is going to last about three weeks. Oh, okay. So we still got a couple more weeks. Right. And it's been going on for what, about one week? Yeah. You started last. started a week ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, really fascinating. I mean, the, the campaign, ma- by the way, he's the campaign manager. They keep using terms like campaign chairman. He, folks, he's the campaign manager of the president of the United States. For the bulk of the campaign, I one of the things that I, it just rubs me the wrong way is of course Trump wants to downplay it, but you know, he, like they'll, you'll find statements where they'll say Manafort was only with the campaign for a short period of time. Well, no, he was with them through the whole meat of the summer of 2016. Yeah, what do they mean a short period of time? Most elections in other countries are well, like a month. A short period of time is a very favorite phrase of Trump's. L- listen for it. He says it all the time, and it's always vague, and it's always in place of um, something that's not true. Uh, but no, he yeah, well, in this case, perfect case, Paul Manafort was only with the campaign for a short period of time. Well, that short period of time included the convention. Yeah. But then Kellyanne Conway, who replaced him, she takes all the credit. Like, she won the whole thing. When when all that was going on, she was campaigning for Ted Cruz. Yeah. Calgary but Ted. I, I think one thing, if I was uh, giving anyone advice who was involved in this, don't take credit for anything that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you, Or an investigator might be knocking on your door. Mm. Watch out. That's funny, though, because you're right. These guys all were taking credit. Mm-hmm. Watch how fast it's going to be like the opposite. Oh, of course. Like, especially with the digital campaign and all these like mopes like Kushner and Brad Parscale. You know, watch how fast they're like, you know, it was actually I really I don't even know how to use a computer. <laughs> so I, I don't even that's what's coming. It was actually all the other guy. Uh-huh. It was all the other guy. Yeah. Parscale, that dude's going to jail. He 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 had to have been given up stuff that to the Russians. Dude, when that guy gets it, I almost I'm almost gonna be happier than when I see like Junior get it. I mean he had to be the one saying, No, well these are this is what you need to know about US geography and this is like the Russian spies are obviously awesome at being spies. Yeah. But they need someone on the inside to actually tell them, All right, well this is how you're gonna know what voters live in what counties and Someone on Trump's campaign had to be giving that information to decide who to target with all this data. I think that... Uh, that was par scale. Yeah, I mean, I think Jared probably had a bulk of that too because he, he, he was technically the, the boss, but you're right. I think that, I think that par scale followed orders. Well, yeah. No, par scale was the guy who actually did the, did no, the right. work. He was the, he was the digital... He was the guy in the office. Yeah, that, that dude, he, he needs to go down. Yeah, he will. Yeah. The problem with being the... Un-American. Yeah, tell me about it. They're all traitors. Yeah. Like that photo of that couple 
I mean, not a couple, but maybe there are a couple. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but you know those two guys in Ohio with the shirt. Oh, Would, I mean, come on. I'd rather be Russian. Now, um, do you follow a Twitter account, Julia Davis? Uh, I don't. You should follow Julia Davis. She, um, I don't know exactly what her deal is, but what she does is takes she takes the best pieces of uh, stuff that happens on Russian state television, and she will translate them and say what and point out what's going on. This oh, is cool. what, yeah, and she's awesome, Julia Davis. I'll I'll link I'll I will put her Twitter link on the Mueller Time Facebook group page because you should all follow Julia Davis. Well, so today. Um, she had a clip of Russians uh, that actually had the physical T-shirts. The uh, I'd rather be a uh, Russian than than Democrat T-shirts nice. on a, on a Russian television show. Wow! So so how did these guys in Ohio get these shirts? And they're also already now in Russia. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I got to uh, I I got to change gears just for a sec uh, on the whole the gun issue in this country. Um, you kind of hear this. This is a. This is a Australian, uh, is a comedian named uh, Damien Power, who I guess is one of the uh, cast members on a show called Tonightly with Tom Ballard, and this was a uh, this, this is an Australian show. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, not one I'm I'm familiar with, but it's a it's on an ABC over there. Okay, it sounds like a Daily Show type show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's exactly. So this is I don't think this was on the show, but this is something they put together outside. This is a commercial for Australian tourism. It's fucking brilliant. This is Australia, beautiful, majestic, with its gorgeous beaches, lush rainforests, stunning deserts and snowfields. I know what you're thinking. We've got all those in America. That's true. But in our ones, you won't get shot. How brilliant is that? How brilliant it's is that? It's not funny and I'm laughing it's, at it. Because it's fucking brilliant. Like... Australia only recently became a not getting shot destination. For years we had relaxed gun control and heaps of mass shootings. They go on and on. It's it's just Oh, that's so so good. Right. It's so right. It's amazing. <laughs> that should win. I don't know what kind of awards they have over there. It's fucking So it wasn't really worth visiting Australia because it was pretty much the same as the US. All right, but anyway, you get the idea. And and then they really go they go serious. I mean, he he explains what you know, what okay, it's the Tonightly Show? The Tonightly with Tom Ballard. Okay, I gotta but, look that up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, but this guy's name is Damien Power, and there's some other writers credited on there too. And I just want to say, speaking as a, a comedy writer, that's, I mean, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Just fucking brilliant. It's fucking hilarious. Totally makes us look like assholes, which this country <laughs> is with the guns. <laughs> I just so brilliant, and it's true. They had they they solved their problem. Because they're obviously more logical than over here. They grab those guns in Australia. I mean, just just incredible. And yeah. you know what else? Even on a bigger level, it actually works as a tourism thing. Like really, like I saw that and I was that, like, you no, know, what? that's genius marketing line. I actually was like, if I did have to move, if this Russian shit really goes down, that that would be. Yeah, that, it's got to be Crocodile Dundee's new it's, catchphrase. It's beautiful. We speak the language. I mean, that's the spot. <laughs> and and with the and with less guns. Or a gun? No, what, is it? what do you say? We're a gun-free destination. Yeah, so yes. Yes. So we do know that from looking at our uh, statistics that this show has a fairly large fan base over there. Oh, we got some Australian listeners. We we they're in the top right. top three countries. All right. So if we do have to get out of here, we know we have a place to go. <laughs> well, that, was, that is just so good. Yeah. Wow, that is funny. I'm yeah. I'm looking up the Tonightly Show. On yeah, Tonightly with Tom. Ballard. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So keeping it rolling, um, you know, the ice thing is still going on with the kids and yeah, it's still going on. Yeah. Their kids are still separated. Yeah. So this is, um, this is one of ice's top guys. His name is, um, his name is Matthew Albens. This is him testifying about how things are going, uh, over there in the, um, the internment camps. Um, with regard to the FRCs, I think the best way to um, describe them is, is to be more like a summer camp. Uh, okay, first of all, FRCs? Yeah. Uh, no fucking clue. I, I don't know. What is it? Seriously. It's not a summer camp. I know that. Yeah, I was distracted by the um, the summer camp part. Um, are the FRCs, are those the refugees? You know, man, I just yeah. I can't get over the What's summer that? camp line. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's no summer camp. I mean, he actually, it, it's just amazing. Listen to this. These individuals have access to 24-7 food and water. Well, did you hear that, Chris? Access to 24-7 food. Wow. I, I Well, I don't necessarily believe that because all the stories I've been reading, of course, I can't quote any verbatim right now, but I keep hearing about inedible meat that is worse than what's served to actual real criminal prisoners. I mean, I like 24-7 food. How do I get to hang out in one of these places? Dude, how do I, what, what's Matthew Albens's phone number? Seriously, can you fucking believe this guy? Uh, they have educational opportunities. Oh, wow. Who do they? I can go to college in, in the concentration camp? <laughs> That's fantastic. Ma- Wait, Matthew, <laughs> sh- show them what else they've won. Oh, no. They have recreational opportunities. Oh, cool. I can play. What, I can walk around my cage? <laughs> you fucking believe these people? Wow. This is how comedies are born. I mean, absurd, you know, Dr. Strangelove shows, but this is how they're born because of people like this actually exist. All right, um, does they say anything about the drugs they're pumping into these kids? Well, let's find out. He's both structured as well as... Um, no, I don't think there's any drug talk coming. Well, um, he might sugarcoat it as uh, the great medical attention we're giving them. No, these kids are the kids that are getting reunited or have been pumped full of so many drugs they don't recognize their parents anymore. Well, there were, and there's a report that has been semi-confirmed, but I don't want to say it's fully confirmed that it, so a child after leaving one of these facilities, it was reunited, he, um, excuse me, the child was reunited with some relative here. Um, the child died um, about a week later. And there's, of course, everyone's arguing, but the child was healthy before it went into the concentration camp. Of course. So I'm sure what happened was it caught some kind of mm-hmm. uh, disease in there, which would make sense. Of course. And I really, it just made me think about, you know, the, it made me think about the Nazis and what happened to the kids. Yeah. That's how a lot of the kids died in those concentration camps in World War II. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, disease and it's just, uh, yeah. yeah. But Hillary's running a sex ring for <laughs> children out of a pizza place in D.C. Come on, it's really happening at the border in oh. these concentration camps. Oh, man. It's real. So I, I got to get to this, uh, not to make the, this the clip show or anything, but so... Our favorite um, Twitter user, R. Schooley, <laughs> it was brought to, he brought to my attention that NRA TV, uh, despite the fact that we're now discovering that the NRA has a massive affili- affiliation with Russia and a spy named Maria Butina, they have failed to remove some of the clips involving Maria Butina that are on the fucking website. Oh, I haven't, I didn't hear about oh, this yeah. yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, why don't we enjoy this uh, little interview here for a sec. You're, you're going to love this. You know, uh, Thursday night I was out of the NRA. <laughs> uh, dude, this is Wait, so... Who, do we know who this is? Okay, so this guy's some mope that I've never heard of, okay. but but he's interviewing 
Katie Pavlik or Pavlik, okay. you yeah. know, from Fox News. Mm-hmm. She's a Fox contributor. Mm-hmm. So these two fucking mopes, by the way, this is still up on the website. They're talking about how great Maria... Bu- when was this recorded originally? Uh, the date I'm not sure about, but it's it's not that long ago. It's maybe like a year, year okay, and a half. Sometime in the past calendar year. Okay. Yeah, it's recently. Last year. Foundation banquet, and I had the opportunity just to meet briefly uh, Maria Butina. Oh, did you? <laughs> did you mope? The mm-hmm. woman that uh, you had a chance to interview and, and talk about uh, and talk with uh, from Russia, who's working on the right <laughs> from Russia. Oh, from Russia. It's okay. Yeah, she's from Russia. Yeah, keeping her arms. And I, I'm, I'm uh, hopefully we'll be able to get her on the program. But uh, I got. You know, I don't think you will, bud. I, I think I think she's a little tired. Of her yeah, now. yeah, she's she's a little. Uh, <laughs> A little busy. <laughs> yeah, she's... Uh... Say, I really, really enjoyed your talk with her. Did you, bud? <laughs> oh, thank you. She was... By the way, sorry. Um, my bad. All right, so this is Katie Pat. Now, I where met did... her oh. at the, um, the the next day after that banquet when you met her at the uh, NRA annual Ladies Leadership Luncheon. God, how fucking terrible does that sound? The NRA Leadership Luncheon... Le- She's inviting go, Russian spies. Chris, the ladies' leadership lunch. Oh, I didn't Good. catch that part. Empowering women. And she was there at my table um, as a guest of Sandy Froman, who, of course, is a former president. She just rambles on about these fucking, like, douchebags who... Well, just, every name she, she thinks she's NRA. dropping. Wow. And I met with David Keene a couple of weeks ago to talk about some things, and he mentioned her, Maria, and I really wanted to, sit, you know, catch up with her and sit down and talk to her while I was at the NRA meetings, and I, I got the, the chance to do it, and it, it was a fascinating conversation. This kind of goes on and on for a while. Okay, well, here's something that you have to wonder about this now. Yeah. This, this NRA mope and Katie Pavlich, <laughs> talking head, sometimes seen on Fox, mm. They're all excited about Maria Bettina. Now, when they're doing this, we don't necessarily know who she is yet. They're telling us she's a Russian. Well, why are they so excited to, to have her at all the, the Ladies Who Luncheons events? Now, are we to understand that Katie Pavlich and the NRA Mope are not saying this on the air, but they know that their fellow conservative friends have had their pockets lined by Maria Bettina and her oligarchs? Yeah. This is long after they paid for these fabulous trips to Moscow for Sheriff Clark. Mm. And uh, we know that Maria Bettina was uh, getting money to people like the NRA. Well, the NRA mope is going to know that. Is the Fox News no- going to know that? Of course they're excited about talking to this Russian woman. I uh, just, just want to show a little respect to um, it's uh, David A. Clark Jr., Sheriff, Sh- former sheriff. Sheriff, yes. Just want to show the proper respect to Sheriff David A. Clark Jr. I just said Sheriff Clark, right? Junior? I don't know. He's that. a junior, right? Okay. <laughs> that name has just always made me laugh because he clearly wants you to his name to stand out. So he puts his middle initial and the junior. Yeah. And the sheriff. And the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this Katie Pavlich, apparently, or whatever her name is, is she's been frantically scrubbing her Twitter timeline because there were references to Bettina there. Mm. So everyone's trying to, you know, oh, that reminds me. Um, Mother Jones has an article. This is actually fascinating. Talk about why journalism is important and why these people hate journalists so much, like Trump. It's because they're so afraid of them, the power of journalism. This one, I think, is by David Korn. And he just put together a timeline of, this is fascinating. Do you remember when, I think it was David Keene, the lady, I mean, the man she mentions in that mm-hmm. clip. He was the president of the NRA. Stepped down. It was like last summer. Mm-hmm. Or no, not last summer. It was like more recently. Okay. And Oliver North was mm-hmm. promoted. Yeah. You know, Oliver North used to run guns, which is hilarious. Yeah. So he put together the timeline 
and Butina was arrested. And then two weeks later, this Keen, who had no plans to step down, just was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go spend more time with my family. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then Oliver North was like, even interviewed, he's like, I don't know why I'm been promoted. But like, no, totally. Totally, this guy was running for the hills. Because uh, like fuck, because he's connected. No wait, did he? Was this before or after her arrest? Right after her arrest. It was. It was after. Okay. But but before the public really knew about it. Mm. So I guess somehow word got back to them. Okay. And this guy Keen was. He went to Russia with her. He's yeah. all up in this lady's business. Man, I I hope um, Dana Loach has too much of that uh, Butina stink on her too. I hope they catch. I hope they got something on on Dana Loach. They are quiet as a. None of these people are saying a oh, word. They're saying nothing. No. Nothing. Mm. People who can't shut Dana Loesch can't shut the fuck up about anything, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden nothing. Yeah. No, no opinion, Dana. <laughs> you know, nothing to say. Mm-mm. The person who literally can't stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Now, um, Rolling Stone has a guy that's been after the NRA for quite a while. I want to say Tim Livingston. I might be getting that wrong, but there wasn't there a story out just a couple days ago that the NRA might be in some serious financial trouble. Yeah. Did you see that? That I saw that. That yeah. is a fascinating story. I've yeah. I've heard the um not to use the both sides phrase, but I have heard, you know, both sides. I think there's something to that story. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because what that story is talking about is the NRA in New York State. They're making it very hard for them to get insurance. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, when you're a, you know, a gun organization or the gun organization, you can't get insurance. You got big problems. Yeah, that's a problem. Right. So I think that story's got legs to it, but I, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens there. Yeah, that that were, there's more coming from that for that one. Um, on a personal note, I um, received my President Donald J. Trump Kim Jong Un commemorative coin. I have to see. I have not seen the coin yet. You I've know, seen I've seen your photos on on the you, social networks. We, if you are on the Mueller Time Facebook page, uh, we put it up there as well as my personal page and Twitter. By the way, uh, some of the comments on the page, some people were a little upset, guys. Hear me out for a sec. It's a fucking coin <laughs> with Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. How do you not buy that, man? How do you not buy that? Like, I get what people want to, like, fault you for and, like, supporting the regime and all that. I Look, I, I, I get wanting the absurd trinket. I, I understand that. It's fucking insane. Yes. Let me repeat this. Yeah. It's a coin with the President of the United States and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I don't understand how you don't... You want to hear something better? It gets better. There's two more coins coming out. It's on the White House page. Check this out, man. Did they make a Putin coin? Yes. Oh. There's a Helsinki Summit coin there coming. Is. Okay. Talk about a collector's item. Which is the uh, the challenge coin they made that actually stands on the end? It's not. It's perfectly round. It actually can stand up. I don't know. There was one of them that was put out last year. Like that might have been before the inauguration, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's round, but then it's got a base on it. Like that's what they made the base out of his like EKG looking signature. Mm. It stands up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can tell you that they tripled the price of the Kim Jong-un coin that I bought. Okay. That price fluctuated more than Coinbase because yeah. um, it came out and then the, the summit was off and it totally dropped in price. And that's when you bought it, if I'm not mistaken. $20. They, yeah. They marked it down. Free shipping. Look, I, you're going you're gonna to sell that thing for several hundred dollars on eBay one day. You know, man, I, I think I got to keep that thing, man. <laughs> Unless the price goes up. You know, oh. I'll, I'll sell it to Paul Manafort. <laughs> That's the only person I'll sell it to. He's not, you can't legally sell that to someone in jail. So there's one more coin. <laughs> Check this out. They made a commemorative coin for the Space Force. 
Oh, already? Yep. The sixth branch of the military that he says he's going to start a fucking coin. Oh, no. I'm going to have to get that one, too. Oh, wait. You you know what else they have a, a challenge going for? The inauguration, third eye blinds performance. No, wasn't it on Three Doors Down? Three Doors Down, sorry. Come on, man. Oh, come on. Those 90s bands are all kind of the same. Don't do Third Eye Blind like that, man. Are you sure it was not? It was Third Eye. It wasn't Three Doors Down? It was definitely Three Doors Down. Not Third Eye Blind. Positive, yeah. Okay, then Three Doors Down has a a coin for their inauguration performance. That's that's awesome. I actually saw the Third Eye Blind guy the other night at the the local bar. Oh, wow. Yeah, Stephen Jenkins. Okay. All right, Stephen Jenkins, I apologize to mixing you up with... um, with, uh, <laughs> with some guy. pipe i mean I, better than ezra i mean brad brad arnold is the i believe the lead singer of uh three doors down okay. i know a lot of as you do and a lot of useless mm-hmm. plant i can't. There, there's a certain subset of um 90s bands that i just can't keep straight it's it's fine mm-hmm. why anyone would agree to play that inauguration is i mean just even forget about your politics just on a career no. level i mean that is not a good look man mm-hmm and that's why no one would play that thing. Yeah, there were probably plenty of conservatives or even people who voted for Trump who were like, "Nah." Mm-mm. I mean, and yeah, that's where was Kid Rock? Where was Ted Nugent? You, you are you are absolutely right. <laughs> even fucking Ted Nugent wasn't there. He's like, "I don't need this exposure." You know. Oh yeah, that man. was that was cool, man. I love my coin. Do we need to talk about Alex Jones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's a good call. Yeah, go no you you go ahead. All right, well, um, what what's your feelings on Alex Jones getting deplatformed? I, I'm all for it. Now there are freedom of speech issues to be had, and um, my favorite right wing nut job Ben Shapiro has been on Alex Jones' defense all day. Yeah, and I used to be okay. I used to be much more of a, a extreme free speech person than I am now. Till I I learn more about what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. First of all, free speech, as everyone knows, who probably listen to the show, that's the government. Mm-hmm. That's not about a private. A private company can do whatever they want. Secondly, the one of the families from Sandy Hook can no longer visit their own son's grave because of Alex Jones, because of the things he said. They've had to move seven times. Yeah. So to me, that's like you, you're a criminal. You crossed the mm-hmm. line, and. Uh, I don't give a shit. Like what I'm, I'm all for Facebook and YouTube deplatforming him. Right. I, I, is that a new term that I learned today? Deplatforming. I, I think I read it for the first time today, nice. and that's the way to use it. Um, ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire folks have been online on Twitter all day saying how it's a very dangerous precedent, and you don't want this to happen because now that, that they just they just wrote the playbook to go silence anyone they want. Now, now I, I think he's being way too extreme and right. over the top. I think Facebook and YouTube absolutely did the right thing. Now, of course, Alex Jones can go write whatever fiction he wants to write, and he can go perform his fiction mm-hmm. wherever he wants. But, like, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. At what point can you uh, blur the line between what is news and what is not news? I totally agree. I, I get that it's a serious free speech issue. I get that, mm-hmm. I get that someone could say that. They could pick this show mm-hmm. and say it. But who? look at the... It's all about the the actions, the real world examples. Mm-hmm. People are in fear for their lives now because of Alex Jones. This yeah. family had to move seven times. There's other ones too. That's a real world example of a fire in a crowded theater that happened. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I understand what Ben Shapiro is saying, but okay, but see now Ben Shapiro is setting setting up a tactic he's going to use in the future. 
well, you did it to Alex Jones. Now you have to do it to this person. So the first time someone on CNN gets a fact wrong, whether or not they offer a quick enough retraction, Ben Shapiro will be screaming up and down, no, you have to completely deplatform all of CNN because of Alex Jones. Yeah. That's what that's what Ben Shapiro is going to do in the near future. Yeah, but the trick with all these guys is like in that movie War Games from from the early '80s. When at the remember at the end of the movie, the he realizes the only way to play the game it's not to play. The only right? winning move is not to play. Exactly, exactly. I, that's how I feel it is with with these right wing grifters. Mm-hmm. You know, engage at your own peril. Yeah, I, I've never learned. No, I mean I'll, I'll engage <laughs> them, but I just think like at a certain point, just you know. Oh, there was an awesome piece of lazy fact-checking in Daily Wire today. So um, Daily Wire is running a story about how West Hollywood made uh, the proclamation that Hollywood or the Walk of Fame should not should remove Donald Trump's star. Mm. Okay, well, that's a whole story. We don't have to get into it. But um, their writer, Cassie Dillon, has the story up about it, and she uh, was aggregating from a local CBS2. Mm. Now, in the local CBS2 article today they linked to an earlier story about a controversy um of whether or not they should get rid of bill cosby's star and this was in 2015 and then this article in 2015 uh, quoted johnny grant who was the honorary mayor of hollywood he died in the year 2008 so they uh this 2015 story used an old quote from a dead guy to say this is why we're not gonna uh take away someone's star so fast forward to 2018 cassie dillon puts this quote in the Daily Wire as if Johnny Grant said it today about Donald Trump's star. The guy's been dead for 10 years. You are the copy editor. You you catch the mistakes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's not a real publication. No. it's late. Well, it's not a real publication, but they have a massive audience of millions of people. Yeah. 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 All right, y'all. Well, uh, our time is, as comedians say, well, that phrase is stupid, but it is our time. Uh, uh, they're, they're giving you the light. <laughs> I get I give myself the light. Uh, my name is Eric LeVay. You can follow me on Twitter at E R I C L E V A I. I'm Chris Carey, low progressive on Twitter. Low progressive. Uh, we're also on the Muller Time Facebook page and um, you know, pretty much every other social media platform. If you guys could follow us or uh, also write us a review, especially on iTunes, so we could I saw Chris Hayes on MSNBC. He has his own new podcast he plugs all the time. He was begging for five star reviews on MSNBC. See, we have something in common with a great man like Chris Hayes. But the question is, does Chris Hayes personally go after anyone who doesn't, like I do, late at night? I don't think he's using his uh, his massive television platform to attack his trolls. Uh, yeah, please leave us a review. And then if you could, uh, as we mentioned in the last one, just tell one or two people about the show. Uh, you know, the best, best kind of sale is word of mouth. Otherwise, we'll uh, catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening.